So yesterday we began looking at the Gospel of Mark, and today we're going to actually dive into this book. And and Mark just really just comes uh, just just comes right into the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Okay, Matthew begins with Jesus' genealogy and his birth. Luke begins with his birth. John begins in eternity past. Mark sits us down right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's 30 years old. He's about to step into the public sphere for the very first time. Listen to the first eight verses of the book of Mark. In the beginning, or or excuse me, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I, I love that verse. The beginning of the gospel, the beginning of the good news, the beginning of of the message the world needs to hear, the beginning of the life-transforming gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his paths straight. So so Isaiah gives a prophecy. We talked about this in a previous podcast. Isaiah gives a prophecy that before the Messiah comes, there will be one in the wilderness who prepares the way. And here, the book of Mark tells us who that one is. John the Baptist. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were flocking to him and they were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John wore a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist and ate locust and wild honey. He was preaching, Someone more powerful than I will come after me. I am unworthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, when we think about John the Baptist, as I said, we have talked about him extensively over Christmas time. Uh, But when we talk about John the Baptist, what was the, the central message of John the Baptist? The central message of John the Baptist was repentance. Now, I, I know that in the church today, repentance isn't a very popular word. As a matter of fact, it wasn't a very popular word in Mark's day either because repentance confronts us in our sin. And let's just get real about it, friends. Sin is not something that that we like to, to associate ourselves with. We don't like to be called sinners. Although all of us, by nature of birth, being humans in the line of Adam, all of us by nature, by birth, are actually sinners. But we all sin each and every day. I know that's not a very popular message because everybody just kind of likes to think that that intrinsically they are good. I'm not out to harm anybody. I'm not out to hurt anybody. Uh, you know, I, I do some good things, and so that makes me a good person. No, 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 friends, not in the eyes of God. There are none good, no, not one. Your righteousness in the eyes of God are but filthy rags. 
And here is John the Baptist in the spirit of an Old Testament prophet standing in the wilderness saying, repent. Now, now you might today be joining me and not know what repentance is. Well, the first step of repentance is what? To, to acknowledge that there is a problem. To acknowledge that there is some sort of sin in your life. You will never repent until you understand that you have sinned, that you are a sinner. And the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So all of us today are sinners. And the only way that we can truly recognize how sinful we are is to come in contact with a holy God. So when we begin to fully recognize and understand just how holy he is, we begin to recognize in our own lives just how unholy we are. When we see how righteous he is, we begin to see how unrighteous we are. And when we begin to see how unrighteous we are and how filthy we are in the eyes of God and how our sin has separated us from him, then what? Now we long in our hearts to be reconciled to him so that we can have a relationship with God. As a matter of fact, many of you today who might be watching this, you might for, for years have felt just a void in your soul. And, and you just feel like something's missing and you keep chasing, chasing, chasing after the things of the world. And as you continue to chase after those things, the void gets deeper and wider and you continue to chase and chase and it just gets worse and worse. Friends, the void you feel in your heart, the void you feel in your soul is something that can only be filled with a relationship with God. And so I urge you today to do exactly what John said, repent. Now when we think about repentance, repentance is to turn and go the other direction. Okay, a, a lot of people used to say that, that, that repentance is a 360 degree turn, but, but that's not true. If you turn around 360 degrees, you're left walking the same direction that you were walking. So, so repentance is better described as a 180 degree turn. Now, friends, listen, repentance is more than just saying you are sorry. Repentance is a deep conviction in your heart that you have transgressed a holy God and you say, I don't want to walk this way anymore. I'm reminded of a story that I heard told uh, not too long ago uh, about a gentleman who had a, a brother of his um, who was in prison serving a lifetime sentence. And this story is told that, that the guy continued to tell his brother that he was very sorry for what he had done and how he had uh, hurt so many people and that he just really felt like if he could just get out of prison uh, that, that things would be better. So one day his brother goes and he petitions the court and he gets a pardon for his brother. His brother had been saying he was sorry for what he had done. So the brother gets a pardon. He puts it in his pocket. He goes down to the jailhouse. He walks up to the warden. He says, I'm here. I have a pardon for my brother to be able to get out of 
jail. And so the warden allows him to walk in and he said, but before I let him out, I want to have a conversation with my brother. So he goes in and he sits down at a table and the brother looks at the, his, his brother who's in prison and he says, hey, uh, tell me, what would you do if you got out of here? And his brother who was at the table who had been saying for so long he was sorry said, if I were to get out of here today, I would hunt down the judge that put me in this place and I would kill him. And then I would hunt down the jurors who put me in this place and I would kill them. Well, the brother who was sitting on the other side of the table said, well, I guess that settles it. And he got up and he turned around and walked off and he left the pardon in his pocket. Do you know why? Because he knew that in his brother's heart, he wasn't truly repentant. He, he, was, he was miserable in the place he was, but he wasn't willing or ready to change. And when we think about repentance, friends, repentance is a change of heart. And so I ask you, have you ever truly repented of your sins? Has there ever been a change of direction in your life where you could say, on that day, I stopped walking the same path I was walking, and now I'm going a different direction? Friends, if you have never truly repented before a holy God, there is no true salvation. So I encourage you today to repent, confess your sins, and go a new direction with the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. And I will see you tomorrow.